0: Good night and this is men talk. Tonight we have a special guest, we before that switch and I still love you.
1: Good evening, we're back for another week, it's Friday night, this is Men Talk, as always I'm with my co-host Lee Woodgate and Steve Blair, how are we doing boys? Good evening. Evening guys. All good? Good week?
0: No. It was alright. It was a good start. We're still here. Horrendous right? <laughs>
1: Our guest is looking, thinking, "Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> Lee." Before we start, you know, I'm always going to call you out on this one. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch,
2: yeah, yeah, you need to text the word "radio," leave a space, then your question, and send it to eight triple two eight. Standard network charges will apply. Pro, nailed, didn't I? Proper pro, nailed. That's um, three weeks practice,
1: eh? <laughs> <laughs> And like I say, we've got a special guest this week. Uh, We've got Angie from The Mind Tribe. Thank you for coming in. I was saying you'd come in. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: So, The Mind Tribe. So, who are you? What do you do?
3: So, I'm a wellbeing coach and I specialise in mindset and stress management. And I mainly work with businesses, companies, helping them develop their own workplace wellbeing strategy, as well as training their staff in mindset techniques Ways to be more resilient and ways to manage stress. Um, I also work with people on a one-to-one basis. I write for a magazine and I run retreats, well-being retreats. I've got a retreat um, coming up in May in Essaouira, Morocco, and that's going to be all around well-being, wellness. There's going to be workshops. So yeah, so that's that's kind of what I do.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. Are seminars. we? Um is it right? We're invited on that retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. that. I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you'd already signed up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a no to a freebie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, what are the main causes of uh, stress at the workplace?
3: Well, to be honest, there are so many things that cause um, stress in the workplace. But if you want to kind of look at stress per se and start with that. Stress is caused by either lack of control, so when we feel like situations are out of control, it's caused by our perception, so our perception, our view of things, and our perception is shaped by lots of different things, our upbringing, our energy levels on the day, our mood on the day, so lots of things can kind of shape what makes us feel stressed, but in the workplace it can be anything from lack of time, so feeling stretched, overwhelmed, Um, colleagues can make you feel stressed they can lack of skills to do the job so if you're going into a situation at work where you don't feel like you've got the right skills to do it that's going to make you feel stressed so there are a number of things really but it's how you respond to it that really kind of nails down whether or not it makes you stressed so whether you you respond or you react
2: have you found since you've been doing this there's a particular like There's a constant when it comes to stress. Have you noticed there's like been anything that's been more regular occurrence than other things, like right? it's coming from the top, for example. Like you, The environment you're going into, you're noticing it's coming from the shareholders, for example, that are always causing a certain amount of stress for people, or is there something else in the workplace you've found in the environment you're going into that is more of a factor for people to have stress at work?
3: Well, I think the level that you operate at, can make you feel stressed so when you go into a new job when you're, you know you're fresh into the work environment mm. that can be stressful that can be stressful because you don't quite know what you're doing you say yes to everything you want to please you want to progress and you're kind of feeling your way around that kind of work environment so that can make you feel stressed then when you get to that middle management level you feel stressed as well because you're managing people and you like you know working down and then you're working up as well so you're trying to please people above you and then when you get to you know the top of your game when you're at like director board director level or you're running your own business um again you're going to feel super stressed because everything falls on your shoulders but i think the common things that come up are definitely time management so people feel stretched stressed because they feel stretched because they're not necessarily managing their time right or Mm -hmm. they're taking on too many things um and that kind of creates overwhelm, so that's a, a big cause of stress in the workplace.
0: And obviously stress impacts on workers leaving work, which then has an impact on the business running yeah. financially and functioning properly. And they take things home
2: with you, don't you? Yeah. You take your work home and then it affects your family life, which is a vicious circle. It's isn't? just a
1: roll-on effect, isn't it? So when you go into businesses, then, do you start from the top? Or is it the top that are saying to you, go in to speak to the workers or...? Because I presume it would start from the top, really, and then filters down in terms of, like, dishing out stress, if you like.
3: What I tend to do when I go into businesses is run a quick audit Mm. and find out what exactly is going on in the business, like what I'd call a temperature check, really. Um, And, you know, what's the reason they've brought me into the business? Are they finding people are being signed off um, more with poor mental health? Or is there just more sick days being taken? Is there a lack of engagement? Just kind of get into the nub of what their challenge is and then speaking to people around the business at different levels as well because you get a different view. So you might go in and speak to the CEO mm. and what he thinks the challenges are might be completely different to the people who are actually doing the work. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's really important to get a, like, get a big picture so then I can start to create from that a plan and a strategy and then that will... You know, incorporate everything from the activities they do to the kind of training I might give them.
1: Mm. What creates that disconnect, then? Do you think
3: lack of communication? Mm. That's the biggest challenge in every business. If you got your comms right, you will find you don't have problems like workplace um, well-being because you're communicating really well and your staff are engaged. The biggest challenge is definitely communication.
0: Mm. I've always been a tradesman. I've worked for big companies, and I've always found it's it's always like a battle between the guys, the workforce on the ground and the guys in the office. Yeah, it's always a battle between them two. Um, then, by, it was put to me one day by one of, one of the people in the office. He said, look, mate, my job is just to get jobs off the screen. I don't care what happens to you after them. I don't care if it gets done. I just want the job off the screen. Mm. Um, and I just think... Yeah that's like bad management and their expectations of their employees are all wrong sometimes which adds massive stress to it and it's not that you're taking it on that there's a battle that they don't want to accept responsibility mm-hmm. for it um,
2: it's just passing it on isn't it that's yeah, the thing passing example, the stress from one, one person to the other one of my mates in the
0: gym he had 12 jobs today that at 34 minutes a job and that was pushing it to do a washing machine install I was like, how can you possibly do that with travel? And so Mm -hmm. on, and you could see how stressed he was about the situation, so. Unrealistic expectations. Yeah, and
3: a real disconnect across the business. You know, it's really important that whatever your role is, that each, you know, each department all has a clear view of what everyone else has got to do and you're all working towards the same goal and i think if when you go into companies and you find that disconnect it is that they're not working towards the same goal they're just thinking about what they have to do yeah they're not thinking bigger picture
1: there's a lot of these big companies though i find they just like they pay just enough to keep employees yeah but employees do just enough just enough to keep their job yeah you think that's changing though
3: Well, I think the the working landscape's changing. I think people Mm. want more out of their jobs. Um, You know, people are looking for flexibility. Mm. They want to work from home. Um, They want that, you know, element of flex in their job and in their role. So, yeah, I think the working landscape's definitely changing, and that's changing the way people people are getting on in work and, and dealing with stress and things.
1: As part of, like... My depression, I don't deal with like stress very well. I haven't mm-hmm. for the last two, three years. So in a workplace as a whole, do you think that males so I know my wife deals with stress a lot better than me. Do you think there's a difference between male and female and how we handle and deal with stress?
3: I mean stats show that women suffer more from stress in the workplace. Mm. But I don't think that's necessarily a true reflection of the actual picture, because it could be that just more women are reporting cases of stress to HR and men aren't. Mm. Um, Are they dealing with it better? I don't know, because I go into businesses and, you know, I'll go into um, sessions and it will be predominantly male and they'll talk about how they're feeling, what's bothering them, personal stresses, pressures... So, it really is a case-by-case basis.
2: Do you find it, if, say, you had an all-male group, all-female group, is it harder to get the men to join in, if you like?
3: Well, do you know what? I went to a business about a year and a half ago, and it was the first time I'd worked with them, and it was the first session that I was running, and I went into the the training room, and it was 90% men. And I thought, oh, God, is this going to be really difficult? Is this going to be hard? Are they going to be open to what I'm talking about? And... It was one of the best groups that I worked with. And I continued to work with that group for about nine months. And we got some great results. Mm. And that was because they recognised that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And everybody's got their own challenges. And they were prepared to work on their challenges. And I think once you recognise that you have got, you know, everyone's got mental health. Some people's mental health is great. Some people's mental health... Varies and some's poor, mm. but recognizing that you've got to manage your own mental health and you're in charge of how you feel is the first step. And this is what was happening within this group. And it, like I said, it was one of the best groups I've worked with.
1: That's amazing. Love that. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Blair's like just taking it all She's in, it to you, <laughs> listening, listening.
2: If you are worried listening, he is here. <laughs> <laughs> He's with us.
1: Andrew, before we come on, we were speaking actually quite deeply about uh, the brain and uh, the switching on and off and how we mm-hmm. can deal like our coping mechanisms. Do you want to discuss that?
3: Don't get me started on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about the brain. I'm a brain geek. Well, like Anything to do with so the brain. It's so powerful, how the brain like works. you
1: say. But it was just interesting the way you were saying how we can train our minds to. To behave in certain ways but we just got to learn that
3: yeah it's it's about well for any deliberate quality practice to become a habit it's got to be repeated in a disciplined way and your brain is just another muscle mm. it's like any muscle in your body so if you wanted a six pack you'd have to plank do sit-ups eat loads of protein really train your core for, you know maybe even six months to You're get listening. that six pack yeah. it six would take a long a time weeks,
0: we know. <laughs> we know we're doing.
3: <laughs> and the same applies to your brain because your brain's just another muscle you've got to train it to be positive you've got to train it to think differently and the good thing is you can do that through neuroplasticity so your brain is quite malleable you can make it um think differently and operate differently now u.s marines estimate that muscle memory takes 300 reps to create and they say muscle mastery is 3000 so you can see the difference Mm. in doing something and the same applies to your brain and if you can apply some really simple habits in the way you switch up your thinking the way you maybe even start your day finish your day then you can train your brain to think differently your brain can be retrained and that's a lot of what i do sort of
0: things would you do to retrain yourself, like in the morning, to th- make yourself think positive for the rest of the day.
3: So, a really, really simple thing is getting a good morning routine. So, if you get up and you're running late, you're grabbing a cuppa on the go. You're not having any breakfast. You've got the news on; it's all negative, and everybody in the house is running around like crazy.
0: So, always, yeah a
3: camera in <laughs> your our day age. your day is not going to start the right way you're setting the tone for your day yeah so you know getting up just that little bit earlier getting yourself organized the day before the night before so you go into the next day feeling positive you feel in control because like I said at the top of the session you know for pressure to confront to convert into stress it takes two things and that's lack of control and perception so you've got to think about where you can take control and you can definitely take control in your morning routine you know taking a pause putting on some really good music the kind of stuff that gets you going in the morning makes you feel good taking a little breather you know I love mind drills so mind drills is when you literally drill something into your brain and the more you do it the more you say it the more it just becomes habitual and you can mind drill when you're brushing your teeth so, you've got two minutes on a morning when you brush your teeth. And if you mind drill something positive, you're starting your day with a positive thought.
2: So, when you say mind drill, you're just repeating something. You just repeat your head. it
3: to yourself. You just drill it until it becomes an automatic thought. So, it's, it's doing things like that. Um, you know, it's maybe not picking up your phone as soon as you wake up and checking social media and the news or having, you know, the news on, listening to all those negative stories out there. It's about just setting the tone for your day.
4: That's giving the yourself the best,
3: yeah. Giving yourself the best chance to have like a good morning, mm. and you know what it's like. If you start the day when, you know, you're running late, and you, you, know, your car's not got petrol in it, your van's not got petrol in it, you're on your way to work, you're running behind for a job, you're not quite sure where it is you're going, you haven't put it into Google Maps and checked. It's stressful. Yeah, it makes me rattle. Yeah. So, really you, so if you can plan the night before, if you <clears> can make sure you're up early give yourself you know some people don't like breakfast but even if you just you know have a little bit something with a cup of tea a bit of toast give yourself 10 minutes because you know like like a machine it sometimes needs to warm up and your brain needs to warm up so you know practicing things just to kind of warm up your day and set your energy levels will really help
1: but Blair you do that don't you you check in on Facebook at the gym Mm. even I know it's a difference if you're usually late we'll talk about that another time But if you check in at the gym and you're there saying
0: saying, just to be fair what she was saying i was thinking that's me That i'll get up in the morning from a couple of minutes late i'll have an argument with myself and then i won't i won't go to the gym because then i'll i'll plan in my morning's gonna go then and i think
2: talk yourself out of
0: it if i go to the gym now then i'm gonna be like this then i'm gonna get angry because i'm gonna be like that let's just not go to the gym i'll just sit here and sulk instead and that's generally what i do
3: but don't you find as well the day, like nobody ever goes to the gym and comes out and goes, oh, I feel awful. Hmm. You go to the gym and you always feel good.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I be the one who's going
3: to Okay.
0: I, I don't feel that good. I don't get as much enjoyment out of it as I used to. That's just because my back hurts. I've got that many aches and pains. Mm-hmm. I can't do the things I enjoy doing or I want to do. So sometimes I get depressed by eating just have a lack of interest. So in why it.
1: is it you think you go then?
0: I enjoy the activity and I feel like I've achieved something by doing it and then you, you do get a sense of well-being from going to the gym but then it's disheartening when you want to do things that you can't do that you think, oh, I could do that a couple of months ago I'm in mean, too much pain at the minute to do it. So, but I've, I've just... But so maybe if you life. focus
2: on what you could do and what you're doing well in the gym it, you might feel a little bit differently about it. You're trying to go, you're, you're judging yourself by what you used to be able to do. It's the same thing as, say you played football when you were younger. Yeah. Now you have a kick about it and you realise you're, you're a bit out of shape and you're slow and everything, and it's not being disheartened. It's the fact that you've got out and you've played football. Do you know what I mean? You enjoy it. You it? My prime, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mate, yeah. Just I can't what say what say, I really mate. think. <laughs> no, I
3: think Lee's got a point there because I think what we do as humans, we focus a lot on what we haven't done. So... I used to be terrible, I'd write a to-do list and then at the end of the day I'd be like, oh, didn't do that, didn't do this, didn't do that. And I've completely changed my way of thinking and switched up my mindset and now I focus on what I have done. Mm. So I focus on my wins and gains, it doesn't matter how big, how small small they are. are, So maybe think about just, even just the small things. You got up and went. Yeah, you got up and went. Even if you went and you only went for 10 minutes, you still got up and went.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather
3: than what you could have done or what you did do. Because then you'll only kind of mentally beat yourself up. And again, that's not good for your mindset because then you'll start to feel negative. Um, and once you go down that negative route, that negative it's rabbit noble. hole, yeah, you yeah. start to value tag negative things. I feel
0: like I'm having a counseling session. Yeah. <laughs> of It's <course>, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <Me> too.
1: <laughs> so Angie's picked for bangers of tracks actually for us so lee just before we uh, we go to the break do your text
2: <laughs> text the word radio leave a space then your question or text to eight triple two eight standard network charges apply
1: love that in the NHS
0: about how to protect yourself and others from coronavirus. Wash your hands more often than usual, for 20 seconds each time. Use soap and
1: water or a hand sanitizer when you get home or arrive at work, when you blow
0: your nose, sneeze or cough, and when you eat or handle food. For more information, go to nhs.uk forward slash coronavirus.
1: Protect yourself and others. And we're back, and that was a very important message about the uh, coronavirus that's plaguing us at the moment. Yeah, please that's wash a fantastic your hands. track. Yeah, good Fair choice, Peter, really good choice. You can come more often. We've had a message in, loving Angie's discussion, very relatable. Who's that from? Don't say. No I'm mention of us, no? Just all no about mention, Angie tonight. Yeah, yeah
2: just all about Angie.
1: Yeah.
2: Cheers. <laughs> thanks for coming, Angie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're not jealous. <laughs>
1: So we were speaking before about mindset and and coaching yourself. Basically, I'm I'm really guilty. The first thing I do when I wake up is news, social media, and didn't even think that it was probably impacting me and my yeah. I'm one for the person.
2: Day. I'm quite conscious now. I haven't bought a newspaper in I think about three years. Don't watch the news. I don't even let my kids watch it. But then they get influenced by things elsewhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. No matter if they go on their phone. Archie especially because he's got Instagram and stuff like that. He'll bring stuff up, mm. and I will try and say to him when we're in the van or whatever. You you make your own mind up. You find your own information. Don't be influenced by other people. And I actually mentioned it was it to you today. You went off on one today. Yeah, it's just a silly thing that the whole um, this the game changers Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Dad, have you watched? It? I said, No, mate. And he goes, Oh, Mr. Pring, my teacher at school's watched it. And now he's, he's told everyone maybe we should consider not eating meat anymore. And I, it just didn't sit right with me whatsoever, going off on a bit of a tangent. But he's getting in influ- Someone who's in quite a big position in his life, he's a, one of his teachers, and he's telling him not to eat meat. And I just think it's a really stupid thing to be saying to a 13-year-old boy who's
1: very easily influenced by like a male role model, if you like. You've done that on the phone to me today, just more animated.
2: Yeah. I've got to be very careful with my words. <laughs>
1: anyway back to the show so apart from those you know in the mirror creating what other coping mechanisms would you recommend home or work or
3: um i think the starting point is recognizing what makes you stressed because you can't manage it you can't deal with it if you don't know what it is Mm. and the problem is that when we're stressed stresses flit in and out of our minds really quickly And it's sometimes hard to pinpoint what was making you stressed.
0: So you think you can sometimes get mistaken between stressed and angry over certain things?
3: Yeah, and pressure. And, you know, is it a bit of pressure or is it a bit of stress? Because pressure's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we need positive stress because it gets us over the line. It gets us through things. You know, if you've got to do something, a best man speech, and you're feeling really nervous, you know, that bit of pressure, that bit of stress, that adrenaline is going to get you through that. So you need it sometimes, but constantly flicking your stress buttons and your body's releasing cortisol again and again and again. Well, that's not good.
1: So Blair, you punish yourself if you wake up late, like one minute. Yeah. What is it? You need to find out what it is <laughs> to then be able to like change your, your mindset.
2: But do well, you think, does that come from anywhere? Do you think there's something... You know we talked earlier about when you're young and, and like yeah young. you you told something when you're a kid and it stays ingrained in you. Is that something? It's, it's come from somewhere before. Like being late has been a problem or no? I
0: don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it's come from. I just don't like to start the day getting out of bed on an odd number. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so weird?
2: No, but if if getting out of bed on an even number helps you, good you know you can focus as that as like a small positive that it's 8 minutes past 7 time to get up but if it's (laughs) 7.07 you know I'll wait
0: till 7.08 yeah
2: (laughs) and and that minute's not going to make such a big difference in your life but I don't know I can't really get across what I'm trying to say but you should focus on the positive side of that and just say rather than saying oh I can't get up because it's 7.07 maybe just try it
0: it's not a fact I can't get up no, but you're telling so, yourself if, if you, if you do get up at that time, that I'm, something's going to, up, I'm going to get an odd number.
2: Something bad's going to happen. It's just going to go but it's up, like up. what I said, you, you, you is it negative tagging?
3: Um, value tagging. Value tagging. Yeah, so if you value tag something, then you're only going to look for it. So if you start your day and say to yourself, right, an odd number is going to be a bad day, then you'll be looking for everything to go wrong. Your mind will... It'll, will the back of your head, in your subconscious you will be thinking everything's going to go wrong today. So you could try and refute that, try and challenge that thinking. So have you guys heard of um, NLP? No. So NLP is um, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And this was identified in the 70s by some psychotherapists in the States. And what they found was what you think, so what you internalise, influences your language so what you start to say which then influences your behavior so if I constantly tell myself mentally in my head my thoughts I'm stressed I'm stressed I'm stressed then the first thing I'm going to say when somebody says hey Ange how are you I'm going to go yeah I'm all right but I'm a bit stressed Mm. or I'm going to use language of a stressed person I'm not going to use the language of a calm person I'm going to be stressed and then I'm going to display the behaviors of a stressed person so I'm going to be going around and you know 100 miles an hour, forgetting things, Mm. sighing, getting a bit snappy, agitated. So what you think you say and what you say you become becomes your actions. So if you can think differently, then you start to switch up your language. You'll start to notice things. You'll pick up on it a bit more and then your behaviours will change. It's like if I was to say to you guys right now, right, I want us all to chat now. First of all, I want you to think about how tired you are. I want you all to think you're shattered, really, really shattered. You've had a hard day at work. You're so tired. And then we'll have a five-minute chat about it. I guarantee that at the end of the five minutes, you'd be yawning.
0: Hmm. You I was hoping so to we'll five minutes sleep. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so really not do that. But what you're, you know, you're saying
3: to your brain, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. So your brain's like, she wants tired. Okay, so let's give her some tired. So wow. then I'll start to yawn. And honestly... It works. You would yeah. start yawning after about five minutes.
2: That's what you do, though, isn't it? You find scary. It, and it's the same thing. If I'm having a bad day, I almost tell myself I'm having a bad day. Rather mm. than just saying, do you know what? It ain't that bad. Mm. Like, focus on something good. Then you could probably change your mindset quite quickly during the day. But, like, if one small thing happens and you think, ah, like, and you get really reared up about it, it, I think it's just going to carry on because you keep getting more and more wound up with yourself.
3: Yeah, what? and I think you know you've got right you, let let's be honest right you can't control stress right there's always going to be stressful situations in life whether it's at home whereas whether it's at work it's unavoidable stress is always going to be there but what you can control is the way you respond to it so I think about when I worked in corporate before I set up the mind tribe and I used to travel in and out of London and if I had one of those days right where the nursery drop didn't go to plan And I got to the train station and either the train was late or I missed the train. And I got onto a train and I was sandwiched between someone's armpit and elbow all the way into King's Cross. And then, you know, had to run practically across London to get to my office. Then sat at my desk and the first thing I opened was a voicemail from a client complaining or moaning about something or an email. That was it. It just kind of sets the tone for your day. And you can either let one thing roll into the rest of your day or you can nip it in the bud straight away because what happens is when you're in that frame of mind it completely shifts your energy and you start, like I said earlier control perception, your perception changes so you know, if you start the day off with an argument with your other half and you then get in the van in the car to drive to work and someone cuts you up you're going to be What what do you do when
2: someone cuts you up then do you just smile? Because be, I'm a terrible driver. I hate things like that. Even people not saying thank you when you give way. Like, that... and It won't ruin my day, but it will wind me up, so... So,
3: there's there's a technique that you can use, in it? And when we've got fixed, rigid attitudes, right? When we've got these attitudes that people should open doors for me, wave when I let them through in the car, mm. um, say thank you all the time, say please, what happens is when they don't, we get really annoyed, we get really stressed. So you've got to practice emotional detachment. And emotional detachment is the ability to not let others' emotions influence you. It's kind of like that old saying, it's not your problem, it's theirs. So, you know, if you have fixed rigid attitudes that people should praise you, please you, and give thanks to everything, when they don't, you're going to be really disappointed Mm. and you're going to feel stressed. So you've got to start letting go of those fixed rigid attitudes and practice emotional detachment. There's loads of ways of doing that. There's loads of ways of, you know, letting go.
1: Yeah, I definitely think like if something bothers me at the start of my day or the middle of the day, no matter when it is actually, it consumes me. I can't get my head around that, but it's definitely some techniques I think I need to learn because it will consume me for like indefinitely.
3: Do you know what I like doing? Writing things down. Mm. Because once you've got it down on paper, you can rationalise it a little bit. And yeah. it's like, actually, is this bit of is this as big a problem as I think it is?
1: Mm.
3: And talking as well really helps. Yeah. Chatting things through with people.
1: Definitely. I think since we've definitely. had men talk, I think me, I've definitely speak a lot more. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I definitely think the guys in the group speak a lot more. You're right, Blair? Yeah. Good. <laughs> See all that talk about sleep. look at
3: <laughs> No, I think what you guys are doing is great because you're encouraging dialogue, and you know, once you start to do that, then people start to open up a little bit more. And when we're going through, whether it's you know, periods of stress, pressure, poor mental health, anxiety, depression, we feel like we're really on our own. We're, re- mm. you know, you feel really isolated. And the minute you start to talk to people and you hear other people's stories Mm. and actually, you know, this has happened to me, I've been through something similar, or don't worry, you will get through this, it'll pass, then you feel a bit better. So I think, you know, what you guys are doing is great and talking and having that open dialogue when you are feeling under any kind of pressure is only going to help you. It's going to just make you feel that little bit better.
1: I think, though, like speaking to you today and and your skills with the Mind Tribe... Like I think what we're doing by getting guys to speak is is great, but I definitely think that there's more ways we can help them. Yeah, it's like definitely. made me know, think what she's been saying. Yeah, it's 100%. just made me think that you know I think we could do more.
2: Even like the, the things you say, the small techniques and that, like yeah. training other people to do that, or just telling
1: them how easy it is to do it. Is silly question. Do you miss the corporate world? It's <laughs> a great question.
3: Um, yeah. do you know? I, I had a really, I had a great job. I loved what I did. Um, it was very pressured. It was really pressured. And, you know, it's like all those things. You look back with rose-colored glasses on. Yeah. And you, think, you just remember the good times. You easily forget the bad times. Um, but I absolutely love what I do. And I still get to go into the corporate world. And, mm. you know, I work with my old company, last oh, summer cool. so that was, that was really cool going back in there and still being able to um, see everybody but yeah I love what I do now so no I don't really miss the corporate <laughs> world
1: just a quick thingy. that was uh, Connor oh on the, the Message. let yeah. uh, let's play uh, Angie's second track uh, Dance With Me Dizzy Rascal and uh, oh. Calvin Harris we'll be right oh. back
5: The movement, I can't see no room for improvement, but why you all over there and you're Jack Jones, you need to let me get behind your backbone, cause I'm the man for the job, let me work here, I won't waste no time, I make it my fear, 100% I make it worth it, you got a body to die for, let me work here, now it's murder on the dance floor, I wanna take this further than the dance floor, I ain't fool's fool, but I'm still hardcore, you're gonna give me everything I ask for, it's not a long thing. you're the boom thing. maybe more than a hotel room team. I'll never know if I just walk past I really want to dance, so I can I'll just pass. She don't know, oh, look at those thighs, it's in her eyes. She's good to, oh, she can satisfy my mind.
1: a big track for mangie yeah
3: <laughs> busting out all the big tracks tonight
1: <laughs> these are your morning ones to set you um, off on the right uh, I do like that mood for the day
3: um, dizzy rascal on it does get me going on a morning yeah
1: yeah when you um, said about it though, I was like oh man I've got to do some editing <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I Had an email in the week just to say make sure
3: <laughs> do you know you're talking about stress Yep. actually picking those tracks was quite stressful for me
1: <laughs> <laughs> lucky I didn't say eight then. I
3: know well actually I'd have been I'd have loved eight it was picking four that was hard
1: <laughs> so for um the mentor community what would be the best advice that you'd give the guys if they're struggling with their mindset and well-being
3: definitely definitely talk to somebody tell them how you're feeling because. When you're feeling in a bad place, when you're negative, when your mindset isn't in the best place, we tend to magnify things. Mm. Um, Our views are really distorted. You know, can't see the wood for the trees. And we don't make our best decisions when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling um, in a negative frame of mind. So talking to a trusted friend or a family member is gonna give you some perspective. And it might even reduce your anxiety about a situation as well because they might give you a good bit of advice. Yep. But when it comes to your well-being, I think it's about making easy, simple changes. And things like you know, looking after your diet, your sleep, exercise, that's going to help you.
4: Yeah.
3: And you know, I, f- I found when I worked in corporate and I was at my most pressured, making those kind of lifestyle changes really helped me. And don't get me wrong, like no amount of kind of meditation, vegetables and water is going to stop you worrying about pressures, work, bills, whatever it is. But what it does do is it puts you on the right side of healthy. And that's super important. And making small changes is the key because if you try and make big changes, Mm. they're harder to sustain.
2: Fall off the wagon.
3: Yeah, it's like, you know, if I said I was going to run a marathon... I wouldn't just pull on my trainers and go out and do it. I'd have to start with maybe, you know, a five K and then a ten, then a yeah. half. Mm. So it's about building up, you know, the changes and it stops you from it stops you from becoming disheartened as well if you set yourself small goals within big goals.
2: That's what I say with um that when you're training and you're dieting and all that and you have a cheat meal don't then let the cheat meal become a cheat weekend yeah like don't beat yourself up you've had a yeah. cake so what just mm. get back on it tomorrow and carry on make that small change in the morning don't think oh I've had this cake I might as well order a pizza do you know what I mean because I've ruined my day already do you know what I mean that's what I, find. I follow up yeah. on my
0: see mine and my girlfriend's motto is you can't start nothing until a Monday <laughs> <laughs> that's our motto part from arguments. Yeah, my <laughs> come in of my yeah maybe she's all coming with all the cakes and go come on come on get me yeah Come on, we'll start again Monday. We'll start Monday. <laughs> Everything starts on a Monday. To be
1: fair, yeah, my missus is is prone to that. We'll we're, we're start it again Monday. So <laughs> right,
0: easily influenced. Oh, my missus
2: is the opposite. Why are you eating them? Oh, you really? told me you were going to have a six pack by the time I go on holiday. <laughs> yeah. Why you must been going for pack? like the past 14 years.
3: <laughs> what I, th- I think it's really important as well just, you know, to do your best. Yeah. Just yeah. do your best because we're only human. Um, and... Don't, yeah, don't beat yourself up mm. if, if you kind of stray and your mindset changes or you, you can't keep to these changes. Just, just keep trying.
1: So like food, sleep, exercise is so important for like being.
3: Yeah, really important. So sleep, sleep's super important. Some people can get by on some little sleep. Mm. I mean, I, I normally can get by on little sleep, but it will catch up with me eventually. Um, but sleeps when your body repairs itself, and there's lots of research that shows um, deep sleeps, deep a deep sleep restores your prefrontal cortex mechanisms in the brain, and that restores your emotions. Okay. And you know, while a good night's sleep is going to stabilize your emotions, a sleepless night can trigger up to thirty percent rise in in your anxiety levels, and that's been um, proven. So there was a study. By Berkeley University in California, and they've seen a thirty percent increase in anxiety levels if you don't sleep well.
1: Wow, I didn't realise it was that big. I feel like I don't know myself from speaking to you today. I feel (laughs) like I'm doing everything wrong. Oh gosh, no, no, you know you've you look depressed. (laughs) That's been with me for a while.
3: It's just, it is just about making small changes. So you know, if if sleep is something that you're challenged with, yeah, don't try to do sleep, exercise, diet, everything what all at once. Just start with one thing at a time.
4: I find yeah. the so I find go hard. hand in hand. hand, hand yeah, I yeah.
2: find if you've got a bad diet, you struggle with your sleep. Anyway. Well,
3: diet is super, super yeah. important. Um, you know, I believe you can have anything in moderation, and I'm all for kind of an 80-20 lifestyle. So I try and. You know, do my best 80% of the time. But if I want to go out and have a nice meal with my partner and share a bottle of wine and not go to the gym, then there'll be days when I'll do that. There'll be days when I'll eat the cake and have the gin and tonic. Mm. But 80% of the time, I try and keep myself on track. And the reason is, our gut health is intrinsically linked to our mental health. Mm. So we've got something called our CNS and our CNS is basically like the HQ for our brain and our spine and it's the processing center for all the activities within our body and our brains. So, you know, it includes everything like our emotions. So our CNS is linked to our ENS. Now our ENS is our enteric nervous system and this is what's known as the second brain. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's, say, anyone say we've got a second brain or well, we got, have got a second brain and it's our ENS and this... Is in the lining of our gut, so good gut health is really important because ninety percent of our serotonin, which is the happy hormone, mm. yeah, the hormone that makes us feel good, is produced in our gut, and this is carried from our um, ENS to our CNS, our central nervous system. So we want to get all the good hormones up there, the serotonin, because it's going to make us feel good. Yeah, it's going to help us, you know. And while serotonin is like the luke skywalker of hormones cortisols, like the darth vader right and you want more luke skywalker and less darth vader so you want to be late like lowering your cortisol levels by increasing your like your happy hormones like serotonin so gut health is really really important there has been lots of studies into it as well and taking things like probiotics eating well is going to you know stimulate your serotonin and help you so Probably avoiding things like alcohol, processed food is going to help. But like I said, we're all human. There's going to be days when you want to eat the burger, eat the cake, have the beer. So it's just about doing things in moderation. But getting your gut health um, in tip-top shape is definitely going to help your mental health.
1: They say alcohol is a depressant, don't they? What contributes to your depression? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. What about um, self-help books?
3: Oh, I love a self-help book. (laughs) Um, I'm always picking up up books. I do do, um, reviews for Penguin Connect, so I I read a lot of books for them and and review them, all their um, self-care books. But there's a great book called The Shed Method by Sarah Milne-Rowe, and that's brilliant. That looks at kind of our shed, which is not the wooden shack at the bottom of your garden where you keep your tools. Your shed is your sleep, your hydration, your exercise, and your diet. And it's about those four pillars, like really, really influence and inform in your energy levels and your mind health and your emotional health. So that's a great book. Um there's a great book as well called Everything Is Figure by Marie Folio. That's great. She's got loads of good podcasts and things as well.
0: available audible.
3: Yeah, they're sure. all um on audio as well. A book that really changed things for me was The Secret. Have you guys heard of I was gonna ask that? you
0: about
2: that because um I got recommended to me something about the, the more you visualize something it will actually yeah. come to you so if you that's value tagging. being
3: rich. that's value tagging the more you think about something the more you see it the more you spot it so The Secret is is about you know it's about visualization it's about creating your own future and I read that I think I read that about 15 years ago and it was a game changer for me but there's a book out at the moment called The Source um, by Dr Tara Swart and that is like a science-y version mm of the secret. And I love it because it puts everything into kind of neuroscience terms. So the secret's a bit more spiritual. Yeah. So if you're into spiritual stuff, you'll love the secret. But if you like to know the science side of things, yeah. the facts, you like the source because what Swart does is she talks about, um, you know, things like value tagging, mind drilling, all those kind of things. And why are, bro- why we do things because, once you understand the brain and how the brain works, then you understand why you react in certain situations. You understand why you might be thinking in certain ways or doing things, because at first you'd be like, what, "Is this just me? Like, why am I behaving in this way?" But then it's like, "Well, actually, this is what the brain does." Yeah. So there was there's another good book as well called The Chimp Paradox. Have I've you read that? It. I've, I've, got, it. I've
1: got it, but um. i so Am yeah. well, I the only one who doesn't read or doesn't know
0: any <laughs> well, of these
2: books? Yes. Tried the secret, and I like you said about the spiritual thing. I thought it was just. I only lasted about ten minutes on Audible in the van, yeah. and just thought it was really fluffy. Like, yeah. oh, if you think about if you think about money all the time, you're going to be rich. And it was just I just didn't buy into it. But if someone like you say the source thing, where it's you got you've backed up with science, I love stuff like that because yeah. they've got a bit of oomph behind it, a bit of reasoning, rather than just say, well, I think about money every day and look how rich I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. It feels like you know you see the videos online all the time, people trying to sell you saying, Oh, I um, I've got an eight pack. But I still eat 15 pizzas on a weekend. <laughs> Buy this pill and you'll have an eight pack with, like me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I got from The Secret. Whereas The Source, I think, would be... I'd pr- probably prefer that.
3: Yeah, there's another good book as well called The Alchemist. And I read that before I read The Secret. And that's more of like a story. Um, and it's one, you know, you might have to stick with a little bit. Um, mm. It's a fictional story. But it's, it's a short little book. And it's basically got all those underlying principles of the source of the secret about, you know, what you think you become. Yeah. Which is N L P what we are talking about, yeah. you know, earlier on in the programme. So
1: all these books we're post online when Yeah, also know, I
2: just want to about. mention um Angie's website which is the mind tribe.co.uk and she's on Instagram as well, The Mind Tribe.
1: Well done, Lee. Yeah, That's our our hour Yeah. And I think um I could go along like this. We could Angie, Speaking for the guys that I know, will be listening. I think we're really privileged to have you come in and sit with us, actually, because yeah. we're just free, normal guys <laughs> that are just trying to do our bit, and to have a professional like you sitting here with us and 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 talking through some stuff that I'd never even would have thought of. Like, thank you for yeah. coming in. Thank you.
3: No, this is something like I'm really passionate about, and. You know, if I've just said one thing that might help one person, then we've that's helped what me it's all about. <laughs> She's
0: Definitely
2: done that. I can't wait to go and brush my teeth so I can tell myself I'm going to have a good day. Just try <laughs> it, and keep doing
1: it. But, yeah. yeah. So thank you, Angie, and um, everyone can contact yeah, at mindtribe.co.uk. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Angie. Um, yeah, uh, Angie's last track is probably the best out of all of them. Actually, it's uh, Pharrell Williams' Happy. But <laughs>
0: before we go, <laughs> Blair, do you want to say bye? Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. Join us again next week. Uh, Who have we got next week? Two-day um, Batum. Two-day Batum. Me, ba- final word?
2: Uh, yeah, thanks for listening and thanks again, Angie, for coming up and seeing us.
0: All right.